Fear is the dark room. Fear is the dark room where the devil <coughs> develops his negatives. His negatives. Fear is the dark room where the devil develops his negatives. Some of you have got some good pictures already, don't you? <laughs> just don't receive them. Father, we're praising you. We just give you thanks, Lord, for the opportunity to hear your word. We're asking, Father God, that your Holy Spirit enlighten each and every one of us, Father God, to the depths, Father God, to which you want us to hear, Father God. We thank you, Lord, for your Holy Spirit to increase, Father God, our understanding. We praise you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Turn with me to the book of Matthew and the seventh chapter. That's Matthew chapter 7. Matthew 7 and verse 7. Ask and it shall be given unto you. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. Glory to God. Hallelujah. That sounds great, doesn't it? I hate to tell you this, though. A lot of us have been walking around with dunce caps on. Uh, we're looking here and there for answers. But right before us is the Bible, and we don't open it up to find the answers. Uh, the Bible is the last place we often look to for our answers. Okay. So, ask, and it shall be given unto you. Let's, shall we ask this morning? Let's go to the book of James, then. James chapter 1. Verse 5. James 1, 5. If any of you lack wisdom, let him what? Ask of God that giveth to all men liberally, and upbraideth not, and it shall be given unto him. So God is so inclined to bestow wisdom upon all those that ask of him, those that are believers, that is. This is an express promise. He'll give it to you if you ask. The secret of wisdom, then, is best bestowed upon the believer when you ask. Well, that's pretty good. When you asked Jesus into, uh, to come into your heart, did he come in? 
Well, then if you ask for wisdom, you should have it. You ought to receive it. Um, our life's conduct should be according to wisdom. So if you're looking for a title this morning, it's wisdom. So what does the Bible say about wisdom? So we're going to have to go all the way back to the book of Proverbs, chapter 4. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 7. Wisdom is the principal thing, therefore get wisdom. And with all thy getting, get understanding. From the Amplified, verse 7, the beginning of wisdom is get wisdom, skillful and godly wisdom. For skillful and godly wisdom is the principal thing. And with all you have gotten, get understanding, discernment, comprehension, interpretation. Wow! Well, some of us need to ask the Lord and believe that we have the wisdom coming towards us. Amen? Amen. Okay. Let's now go two books back, which would be the book of Job, and find the 28th chapter of Job. We're still talking on wisdom. That's 28th chapter of Job, and we want to begin with verse 12. But where shall wisdom be found? And where is the place of understanding? Man knoweth not the price thereof, neither is it found in the land of the living. The depth says, it is not in me. The sea saith, it is not with me. It cannot be gotten for gold, neither shall silver be weighed for the price thereof. It cannot be valued with the gold of Ophar, with the precious onyx and sapphire, and gold and uh, crystal cannot equal it. And the exchange of it shall not be for jewels and fine gold. No mention shall be made of coral or pearls, for the price of wisdom is above rubies. The topaz of Ethiopia shall not equal it, neither shall it be valued with pure gold. Whence then cometh wisdom, and where is the place of understanding? Seeing it is hid from the eyes of all the living, and kept close from the fowls of the air. Destruction and death say, We have heard the fame thereof with our ears. God understands the way thereof, and he knoweth the place thereof. For he looketh to the ends of the earth, and seeth under the whole heaven, to make the weight of the winds, and he weighed the waters by measure. When he made a decree, for the rain, and a way for the lightning and the thunder. Then did he see it, and declare it. He prepared it, yea, and searched it out. And unto man he said, Behold, the fear of the Lord, that is wisdom. And to depart from evil is understanding. Wow! 
That's pretty good that uh, the Lord put that in there for, for us to understand. The only way we're going to find wisdom is through God. His word. Amen. Glory to God. It only can be found in God. Oh, let's go back to Proverbs again. Proverbs chapter 1, once again. Well, not once again, but Proverbs 1. Verse 7, that's Proverbs 1, 7. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. So wisdom is, the, the, is basically the knowledge acquired from God's Word. Amen. The knowledge becomes wisdom when it is applied and put into motion as a decision is made. So... Uh, let me give you an example of wisdom. To jump or not to jump? If you're on the building, up the building. There's some wisdom there. To talk or not talk? There's wisdom. Sometimes it's better to keep your mouth shut than to spew it out. So, you know, there's, there's a, we need to have wisdom operating in us. Well, what will wisdom do for you and me? 1 Kings, back in 1 Kings chapter 3. Are you ready to find out what wisdom will do for you now? Wisdom, 1 Kings chapter 3. Verse 9, that's 1 Kings chapter 3, verse 9. Therefore give thy servant an understanding heart, to judge thy people, that I may discern between good and bad, for who is able to judge this thy, so great thy people. Drop down to verse uh, 11. And God said unto him, Because thou hast asked this thing, thou hast not asked for thyself long life, neither hast thou asked riches for thyself, nor hast asked life of thy enemies, but hast asked for thyself understanding and Understanding to discern judgment. Behold, I have done according to thy words. Lo, I have given thee to be wise, or have wisdom, and understanding heart, so that there was none like thee before thee, neither after thee shall any rise like unto thee. Let's keep on going to... Uh, and I have also given thee that which thou hast not asked, both riches... And honor, so that there shall not be among the kings like unto thee all the days. And if thou shalt walk in the ways to keep my statutes and my commandments as thy father did, then I will lengthen thy days. So we have riches in honor and length of days. Well, that's pretty good. When you have wisdom. So some of us. If you want to live, well, I'm going to say if you want to live long, but we're, we're, going, to, we're going to live to the rapture, and that should be around the corner, right? Amen? Okay. Let's now go back to the book of Proverbs once more. Find out what else, uh, what will wisdom do to us or for us. Proverbs chapter 2.
That's Proverbs chapter 2, verses, uh, beginning with verse 3. Yea, thou criest after knowledge, and lift up thy voice for understanding. If thou seek her as silver, and search her, searchest for her as hidden treasure. Let's go down to chapter 3 now. And we want to go to uh, verse 13. Happy is the man that finds wisdom. And the, that man gets understanding. For the merchandise is, is better than the merchandise of silver and the gain thereof of fine gold. She is more precious than rubies, and all things that canst de desire are not to be compared to her. Verse 16, length of days is in her right hand, and her left hand riches and honor. Glory to God. Your hand has something to go, to go forth with. Length of days in your right hand, riches and honor in your left hand. Chapter 4 of Proverbs. We just looked at our hands, did we not? Okay. Verse 27 of chapter 4. Turn not to the right hand nor to the left, Remove thy foot from evil. In other words, don't go searching or holding on to certain things. It's not the way to go. It's not the way to operate. To have wisdom. Look for wisdom and the things that, that are being placed in your hands will not slip away. They will not be like, like it says, when you catch oil or water, it just slips out. You have nothing there. Well, glory to God, you're going to have Life and riches and honor. Glory to God. When we turn from wisdom, riches and honor, and length of days dissipate or fall away. Oh, you say, well, somebody. And um, if you turn to Proverbs chapter 8, Proverbs chapter 8 is entitled, The Call of Wisdom. The Call of Wisdom. We're not going to read it. I'm going to assign that to you. The Call of Wisdom. That's what you need to read. Find out what wisdom is. Read, it, read chapter 8 in its entirety, and you'll find out what wisdom and how wisdom is given to you. Say, oh, that's cheating. Yeah. Proverbs chapter 1, once again. Verse 1 The Proverbs of Solomon, the son of David, king of Israel. The word Proverbs is formed from the verb, two verbs, to rule and to govern. So Proverbs mean to rule and to govern. Proverbs is a wisdom holder, and its purpose is to rule with heavenly right conduct on earth. To rule heavenly right conduct on earth. It is the wisdom of God at the disposition of man. So it's God's wisdom given to us if we want to use it. In order to make us happy. 
If we don't, if we don't follow God's ways, we're not going to be happy. We just learned that wisdom can bring us happiness. We need to operate with it. Now, also the word uh, proverbs in this uh, way or wisdom. Wisdom means to strike over and over, or as to pound in. That kind of tell you something. It should give you a hint how wisdom is granted or given. It's by hearing. And what else besides hearing that you need to do? What else pounds something in? Doing. Well, that's good. Pardon me? Repetitive. How about meditation? When you meditate upon it, you... you you keep on bringing it up. Pretty soon that wisdom, as you meditate upon it, begins to, the instructions there, and also then wisdom begins to develop how to use that instruction. So we hear it, and we meditate upon it. That's how we develop our, our wisdom. All right, glory to God. Now let's go to book, uh, the book of James, chapter 1. Hallelujah. Glory to God. In James chapter 1, verse 5, it says, If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally, and upbraideth not, and it shall be given unto him. Wisdom is available to everyone. How then, how are we to develop wisdom? We just said it was also meditating and glory to God, right? And hearing. So how is it developed? Let's go back to Proverbs. Proverbs is going to be our mainstay this uh, week, or today, I should say. Proverbs chapter 9 this time. Proverbs chapter 9. Verse 1, wisdom hath built her house. She has hewn out seven pillars. Whoa, wisdom has seven pillars. Are you ready? So, when you build a house, what do you need? Somebody said foundation, so let's go to 1 Corinthians. I, we're we're going to get you really working out here. In 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 11. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 11. For other foundation no man can lay other... Uh, than is laid, which is Jesus Christ. So our foundation, wisdom's foundation is built upon Jesus Christ. Jesus is also known as the Word. And you have that in your laps, or you're holding it. So the Word, this is your foundation in life. Glory to God. First uh, Corinthians chapter 1.
verse 24 says, But unto them which are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ the power of God and the wisdom of God. So it's, it's here for us. The foundation is here for us. Now, how is this? To, well, we, look, we looked at it in some aspect. We're just going to look at it in another aspect. We want to go to Isaiah chapter 28 this time. Wisdom doesn't, doesn't just drop in you. Sometimes it does, but it usually takes this method. To Isaiah 28, verse 10. For precept must be upon precept, precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line, here little, there little. So as you gain instruction in God's word, it builds upon the foundation of the Lord Jesus Christ. We can't go anywhere without the Lord. And to uh, say it any other way is brings you into error. The Bible says, even though angels before, appear before you and tell you it's this way, don't believe it. Too many people have seen angels and quote angels, I'll put it that way. It's not, it's not there, okay? Jesus is our foundation, okay? Uh, go back to 1 Corinthians and we'll just nail it down with this one and then we will move on. 1 Corinthians chapter 1. First Corinthians chapter 1, verse 30. But of, of him ye are in Christ Jesus, who of God is made unto us wisdom and righteousness and sanctification and redemption, that according to as is written, he hath glory. Let him glory in the Lord. Hallelujah. So, wisdom is the foundation. And what's the chapter you're supposed to read this week or just chapter 8? That's your wisdom chapter. You're going to find a lot about your foundation. Um, now, what is the house of wisdom likened unto? When we have a house, we usually have, what we could say, four walls. Amen? But wisdom has seven pillars. So there's something even stronger here. Uh, the number seven in scripture talks about perfection. Okay, so um, wisdom has perfection to it. Thus, we can say we are when we are walking in wisdom, we are walking in Christ Jesus. We are in him. It brings us into spiritual perfection. Glory to God. Okay, let's look at the seven pillars of wisdom. Are you ready? Okay. Uh, let's go back to the book of James. And this time we're going to go to the third chapter. And we want to look at uh, James chapter 3, verse 13 from the Amplified. That's the Amplified, verse 13. 
Who is there among you who is wise and intelligent? Then let him, by his noble living, now show forth his good works with the unobtrusive humility, which is the proper attribute of true wisdom. What's the true attribute of wisdom? Well, let me read it from the, from the King James. Maybe you'll catch it better. Who is a wise man and endued with knowledge among you? Let him show out of his good conversation his works with what? Meekness of wisdom. So what, the first pillar that we're going to look at is meekness of wisdom. Meekness means humility, to be gentle, humble-minded, having no pride, no stubbornness. Boy, some of us are getting our toes, at least my toes are being ran over. Or vengefulness, or, fear, or ferocity, having that mean streak in you. Ferocity or vengefulness. Webster's Dictionary says of meekness, the absence of pride or self-assertion. No haughty behavior. The opposite of self-righteousness. So we need to have some meekness. That's the first pillar that uh, uh, of uh, of the house of wisdom. So if we'll turn with, I hope I've got this one right, um, to the book of Psalms, chapter 25. That's Psalms 25. Yes, Psalms 25. Verse 9, Psalm 25, 9. The meek will be, the meek will he guide in judgment, and the meek he will teach his ways. Glory to God. This is, this is the order of development. If we're meek, we're going to learn his ways. That means, well, well, I don't see that in the word, God's word. That was for those days and we live in a new society. We could do our own thing because we're polit politically correct. Well, you could be politically <laughs> correct and lose it all. Find out what God's word says. Receive it with meekness. Again, remember Isaiah 28. 10, line upon line, precept upon precept. As we learn, we have to build upon these things. If you don't receive one thing, how can you build upon it? And many Christians, I hate to say, are only at the, at the basic foundation. They eliminate some of the steps that need to get to the, put the roof on. You, can, you can't have three, three walls and call it a house. You need four. And with 
with wisdom, you have to have seven pillars, and we need meekness in our life. Uh-oh. Toes are hurting. Meekness or humility is the opposite of self-willed pride. So let's compare this trait of wisdom to one of the seven the Lord hates. So uh, let's go to Proverbs. Meekness, what's the opposite of meekness? Pride, self-ruled. Okay, Proverbs chapter 6, verse 16. These things the Lord hates. Indeed, seven are an abomination to him. Whoa. Verse 17 goes on and says, A proud look. Well, there you go. Proud look, smugness. Proud look or smugness or, you know. This is merely an outward expression or, or a display of inward thoughts and feelings towards those you think more highly of yourself than them. You know, yeah, you know, they're, they're, you know, they're below my level. You forget about them. You know. High society, well, no, some high society people won't even look at you because of how you think. Uh, of course, this proud pride uh, is of course is an overestimation of yourself. It's self-centered, and you are you have become a legend in your own mind. Some of you didn't catch that at all. It shows that uh, to those around you that you are very haughty. Um, you have an unteachable spirit. What does meekness? What, what does a meek spirit do? They are teachable. And a proud person is not teachable. Except for the very few that they choose to receive from. If they possibly can receive from them. Um, for example, I only hear from Brother Doodad. But soon after they hear him speak a number of, time, a number of times... They say, is that all he knows? Um, so they're not very happy or satisfied. Uh, after a while, they already know it. You know, so. We cannot, nor can we excuse spiritual pride. To have seven pil pillars of wisdom, we need to remove pride. Meekness is the opposite of pride. Meekness is the only one who quietly submits themselves before God and His Word 
to his direction and his patience before God and complies with God's design for his or her life. Turn with me to the uh, book of Numbers. I have to chuckle about this one, but I'll tell you why in a second. Numbers chapter 12. Looking at verse 3. Now the man Moses was very meek, above all the men which were upon the face of the earth. That is a good description of Moses, right? I mean, you couldn't have a better one. But who's writing the book? But you remember, he's hearing from God, okay? But I'm, but I'm saying, we look, at it, we look at it that way, you know, we can really kind of, whoa. So, Moses is meek and mild. Let me find it other places in the Word of God, but I thought that was kind of cute, you know. But he wrote what, I mean, you know, you know here, he's writing that, and he hears the Word and says, uh... Lord, do I have to put this down? You could have said, well, maybe, you know, we can put somebody else down. Okay. Let's go to uh, New Testament. We're about done. Glory to God. How You're getting out early. You can get down to McDonald's first in line. Let's go to the book of <laughs> Philippians. Find Philippians chapter 2. Philippians chapter 2, beginning with verse 3. Let nothing be done through strife or vainglory, but in the loneliness of mind, let each esteem other better than themselves. Look not everyone, every man on his own things, but every man on the things of others. Let this mind be in you, which, is, which was also in Christ. What's he talking about here? Well, let's read it from the Amplified. Do nothing from uh, fractional motives through contentiousness, strife, selfishness, or unworthy ends, or promoted by conceit and empty arrogance. Instead, in the true spirit of humility, loneliness of mind, let each regard the others as better than and superior to himself, thinking more highly of one another than you do of yourselves. Let each of you esteem and look upon and be concerned for not merely for his own interests, but also each of the interests of others. Verse 5, let this same attitude and purpose and humble mind be in you which was in Christ Jesus. Let him be your example in humility. Glory to God. That's heavy. 
We should desire to have humility. Meekness to see other persons more important than yourself. It says Jesus had that meekness. So how did Jesus see us? How did Jesus see us? More important than himself. He laid down his life that we might be adopted as sons and daughters of God. So his life, your life to him, was more important to get you to be adopted. Wow, that is something else. That's humility. That's love. Overextended. In meekness, the carnal mind is subdued. It's not popping up. A content mind has the fruit of meekness. It's at rest with God. Meekness produces courtesy and good manners. In believers, oh boy, courtesy and good manners in believers. How many Christians do you know are, are so what happened? To, what, where's the wisdom there? Wisdom is flying out the gate, or not even going out the gate. It's, it's locked away. As we, be, as we become more and more totally dependent upon the Lord in, in meekness, the self-ego, the I-me disease, will have to go out of your life. The first pillow, first, as, as this happens, the first pillar of wisdom is being established in our lives. James chapter 4. Go back to the book of James in chapter 4. Verse 10. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and he shall lift you up. From the Amplified. Humble yourselves, feeling very insufficient in the presence of, of the Lord, and he will exalt you. He will lift you up and make you Make your lives significant. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah is right. Meekness. Um, just want to share, share this story. There was an evangelist uh, ministering on heaven. Spoke on heaven. And in the audience was a blind individual for 90 years. He's born blind from birth, and he was 90 years of age. And he, he asked someone to lead him up to the evangelist after, after you know, sometimes the evangelist will you know, be at the back door and they're shaking hands. Anyway, he met the evangelist, and tears were running out of those dry sockets. And, he's, and he said, do you realize the first thing I will see is Jesus. 
the first thing that he'll ever see is Jesus. Wow. That, that is something, oh man, that, 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 he didn't mind being blind. The first thing he was going to get to see is Jesus. Wow, that, you know, when I heard that, uh, that story, it uh, really touched me. Amen. Glory to God. Again, verse 10. Did I say verse 4? 410. Humble yourselves, feeling very insufficient. In the presence of the Lord, and he will exalt you. He will lift you up. Make your lives significant. Meekness. I think Moses' life was very significant because he was humble, had meekness. Jesus' life, first pillar that we've looked at, he thought more of us than he did of himself. He was willing to bear the, bear the, the burden of the cross going to hell and taking our punishment so we wouldn't have to. Amen. You get out a half hour early, but next time it may be longer. <laughs> next week, I think we'll, we'll look at, we didn't get, to, I, was, I should have put pillar two here, but I figure maybe we'll have, I like these short ones. <laughs> so next week we'll look at pillar two, see if you can figure it out. On Wisdoms, seven pillars. So we got seven weeks worth. <laughs> okay. Let's all stand. And you can all get down to the restaurants and get, your, get in line first. Get everything hot off the press. Father, we're praising you. We're just giving you thanks, Lord, that we have a better understanding of meekness, one of the seven pillars of wisdom. And I thank you, Lord, that as we begin to look at the pillars of wisdom, Father God, we will, Father God, conform to that which you will show us. We praise you. We just give you thanks. Give us each a great week. I thank you, Lord, that what we put our hand to shall prosper. I thank you, Lord, that which we decree will come to pass. And Father God, we thank you, Lord, that we can be a light and salt to those in darkness. We praise you for it in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. Amen.